0: Welcome to PhD with Woman on it, Hack the Future. My name is Beata Young and today's PhD positivity hack delivered will be by Nicola Cominos and Natalie Abrams. Today's topic, girl, you know I matter. Episode 66 starts here. Let me remind you, this is a grassroots community that focuses on women on it, an inclusive forum of women in technology startup and female leaders who are supported by men as well. And I bring heart to that hassle because empathy is my mojo, And empathy is critical when you mother, you create mothers women's conference. Let me just mention a couple of exciting stories. So excited to see Content Factory CEO and two Thai PhD guests, Carida Phillips, be part of not just one conference, but two. She will be speaking in European Women in Tech Conference, Building Your Own Table, the importance of Dubro free online communities. And she will be participating on a larger level and a conference in Rye, Amsterdam. Have you seen our PhD number nine, turn your hobby into business guest, Gabriela Lucas? She's got new line of textile j- jewelry. Her new collection is now ready and you can order fascinating necklace on Instagram, hash handle, Gabby Bucks. Did you know Emily Parker of CoinDesk got her book, Now I Know My Comrades Are, hosted by Crypto.crisp. Gran Carlo, Jennifer B. Kasser and Daniel Kofier at the Digital, digital Project di- Dinner. Bravo, Emily. Sorry about that. I'm just too hot. It's, it's too hot here in Malta, in a sunny Mediterranean island. But luckily, we've got some cool stories to tell. So let me just grab a drink and tell you about our today's episode. Women empowerment is more than just about the achievement of women. It is about celebrating their journeys and sharing those stories to inspire others. It is about supporting each other and celebrating our differences. Women have always been known for their ability to support one another and find strength in each other's stories. This is why Made to Last was created, a book that features 13 women's. From different walks of life and diverse backgrounds, who share their life stories of success and failures. The Girl You Know I Matter Women's Conference was also created to unite women from diverse backgrounds and equip them with tools and strategies to overcome inherent challenges faced by women. For our Guest I will I am joined by two inspiring women who are both passionate about women empowerment. Natalie Abrams is a self-published author of two biographies, Get Up and Go On and While I'm Waiting, and recently recently published the book Made to Last. Natalie is the founder of I Matter organization and the founder and host of the annual Girl You Know I Matter Women's Conference. She currently serves on the Leeds logistic Provider and Global Women's Forum at her current employer. Nicola Cominos is passionate about mentorship, financial inclusion and transformation. She is amongst the 13 women who contributed in the book Made to Last, yes, published by Natalie sharing her own inspiring life experiences. Nicola is the Chief Risk Officer of Purple Group with over 15 years experience in financial markets. Some of her previous roles include Group CRO of GSE, Chair of GSE Pension Fund Board and Managing Director of a hedge fund platform, Nautilus. Nicola is also a nature lover and an avid traveller. These two women have been through many journeys and they have—they are ready to share their stories with us so that we can learn from them and be inspired by them. So let's start with a simple question, Nicola, where in the world
1: are you today? I am in Johannesburg in South Africa and I'm sitting in my house in the living room. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fantastic. And I've heard that it's very cold. How is it with you,
2: Natalie? Um, hi, everyone. I'm also in Johannesburg, South Africa. I'm actually sitting in my daughter's room and I am feeling good. It's cold here, yeah, but I am pretty warmed up for this interview. So I'm excited to chat to everyone today.
0: So are we, we have already some viewers uh, coming in. Kim Virmak says, happy to be here. We are happy to see you, Kim. And we are looking forward to some awesome questions. Let's start with Natalie. What inspired you to write the book?
2: Um, so I, I host the annual women's conferences and one of the uh, is to create an experience for women that would otherwise not be able to go on the conference. So in saying that, not everyone that attends the conference is able to pay for um, their attendance. And every year, my husband and I and also one or two organizations last year, has helped us to, um, in the past four years, we have helped about 32 ladies with their funds to attend the conferences. So the book was initially um, a project to raise funds towards some fees for the women, but also an opportunity for women to be able to tell their stories. And one of the things I said, most of the contributors are women who have attended the conference. And I believe that every woman has a story to tell. And so I wanted them to be able to share their story with conviction. And also enlighten themselves and others, and create an opportunity for them to see that there's so much more to what they've been through, and that they've gone through that. And now they can help others to get through that. Um, So for instance, some women have gone through divorce, single parenting, um, abuse, infidelity in their marriage. And you know, every woman has such a beautiful story to tell. And I believe that there are many people out there that can relate and that can learn from our stories.
0: Fabulous. And one of your uh, amazing figures was Nicola. Nicola, what was
1: your story? What did you share in the book? So sure, Um, I don't have enough time to go through the whole um, story, (laughs) but I think maybe just to start off with, Um, so I'll show you uh, my chapter. Uh, starts on page 82. Uh, so don't know if you guys can see that. Um, yes, we can proudly, proudly Afrikaans. So, um, I speak a language that is, yeah, spoken predominantly in South Africa. I'm Afrikaans. Um, I think in the, the, um, the Flemish uh, is also pretty similar to Afrikaans and it's got a, a sort of Dutch heritage. Um, but yes, so, and I got married into a, a Greek family and unfortunately have um, a number of years ago got separated and divorced. So I do talk a bit about that story there. So I still have the surname, Komninos. Um I've got two little biological boys, um, uh, Liam and Nicholas that I talk about. Um, and then I now have a partner um, back to my Afrikaans roots. Um, my partner is also Afrikaans, um, Leon Swart. And he's got a little eight-year-old boy. So, yeah, I talk about that journey. Um, also talk about my career, um, all the exciting opportunities that I've had. Um, but mostly I just talk about those things that sometimes hit you left field um, and you feel completely demotivated and you don't know how you'll recover from these issues. Um, And then you just make sure that you surround yourself with as much much positivity as possible. I've got a wonderful group of friends. I've got a wonderful network of female and male colleagues um, in the industry, locally and internationally. Um, We've got Lean In Circles, which have helped me through that process. Um, I'm part of uh, Women in ETFs as well. We have mentorship programs and we've got coaching programs that help me. So really was leaning on other women and men um, to really get through quite a challenging stage during my life. Um, but happy to say now family settled and, uh, mm-hmm. we've moved into this house in December. So given that it's so cold, I'll show you my, my fire. I've got a lovely little fireplace mm-hmm. going on. So at least I'm not too cold. Um, in South Africa, we don't have very good indoor heating, so we have to warm ourselves up nicely. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so the book was really, or the chapter was really inspired, by the conversations I had with Natalie, um, we met through a program, the Board Masterclass Series, um, which is a board training session, which uh, is organized by the 30% Club. And in South Africa, it's run in partnership with um, Business Engage, um, which is really a phenomenal platform. Uh, we, We went on this program for about a year met a lot of other wonderful um and inspiring ladies that all are aspiring directors or directors. Um, we still have too few women on boards and obviously the 30% club is wanting to at least get 30% of female directorships. Um, so we were both in that program.
0: Mm-hmm. My goodness, so many things uh, already from you, uh, ladies. So we have some amazing comments. Nicola, that's my sister, Natalie Abrams. You're doing great work. <laughs> Listen, all these ladies supporting. Karin Tho, keep up the good work, friend. So proud of you, Luchelle Smith says. Uh, Natalie Abrams, you are doing great uh, work that's uh, not only your friend, but also a cousin, friends, and family, and everybody wants to say hello, thank you very much, and congratulations, Nicola, from Sit Hole Cibu, sorry, one, don't hole exactly. What what I see is is this amazing sphere of because I think. We, as women in business or women in technology, whichever network we join, uh, it's like a little silo. We are wrapped in our community. We do not go outside of that community. And I hear so many amazing networks. You just mentioned uh, um, uh, about Board Masterclass Series, about some uh, lean-in movement. And there are so many uh, amazing networks out there. And also, I know that Natalie, you have got your own network. Can you tell us about what you do with your
2: network? So I work full time for an amazing company, Imperial, and we've just been bought over by um, another company, DP Logistics. And in my personal time, um, well, at Imperial, I serve on the Lead Logistics uh, Women's Forum. And I also serve on the Global Women's Forum at Imperial. And I do get involved in a lot of staff wellness initiatives because I'm very passionate about personal development and um, human wellness. Um, I do have an organization called I Matter. And I started I Matter many years ago under a different name, and maybe not even under a name, just as an individual, because in our community, I realized that there was a need for people to feel connected. And there's so much of gifts and purpose that people have, and a lot of people don't know what to do with it. And they don't know how to activate it. I am a survivor of gender based violence in a very young relationship. And um, I was told to stay in that relationship because you know, culturally, it's acceptable. And um, you know, there's a lot of um, Learned habits and learned um, values that we have that force us or that encourage us to stay in relationships and situations that are unhealthy. And I always have that struggle within myself to say that there must be more up to life than just to settle and just to go by every day. You know, I believe that we all should be intentional about what we do. And so I decided that I will be intentional, but I didn't want to be successful on my own. And I think a lot of the people that get to connect with me would know that I'm very passionate about bringing other people up with me. And I believe that we all learn from each other. So with iMatter, it's an organization that focuses on holistic well-being of human beings. We don't just work with women. I do develop programs. I coach men, women and children. And I believe in the holistic well-being of the family. A lot of the social ills that we experience in our communities are because of broken families it's because of absent fathers absent mothers and it's because of values and you know morals that we have just thrown by the waterside. so I am a Christian I believe in God with all my heart and I believe that he has called me to do great things in his name and part of the conference uh the girl you know I'm at a women's conference because when I go on holiday or a lot of the women that I spoke to in my community never really knew what a holiday was so if you would speak to them and we used to do the conventional conferences, you know, the one day conference where people would get together and we would empower and we would have workshops and we would give out tools and teach them tools and different skills to cope. But I thought I want to give women experiences. Um, I remember I spoke to a 62 year old woman and I said, you know, what was your best holiday destination? And she said to me, I only go on holiday to my I've ever only gone on holiday to my mom in law's house. And I was always busy cooking and cleaning and washing a window. So I never really had that experience. And I prayed about it for many years. And I said, Lord, surely there must be more to a holiday than this, just, you know, than just uh, going to your mother in law to your cousin. So what I done was I combined a retreat, which was the conference. And I said, let's empower, let's equip, Let's give the ladies an opportunity to speak up. Let's give them an opportunity to connect with other women. But let's also create an experience where women can just relax and where they don't have to worry about the next meal or making up their beds or, uh, you know, minding the children. So that is what the conference is all about. And I host the conference every year. Um, This year, by the grace of God, we will be hosting the fifth annual Girl. You know, I'm at a women's conference and we are going to Zanzibar. (laughs)
0: Amazing, I wish I could go with you ladies. Uh, We've got another comment from uh, Joylyn Bale. I'm so excited to join this new journey of strong, powerful women. And Barbara Botha says, I have been friends with Nicola for 28 years. She's such an inspirational to all women and have been a mentor too many. So, we see there is a strong connection there and there is strong support there. So, Nicola, how is it that you've got such a good cohort of women? How do you make it? Are you mute?
1: Sorry about that. Um, uh, Yes, so so I just didn't want to make too much noise while Natalie was speaking. I think really, um, it's been, uh, over the years, it's just really been a passion of mine. Um, I I did feel when I grew up um, in a little town called Alberton in in South Africa, that I was quite isolated um, in in the way that I grew up in a very Afrikaans community. And like you said, um, Bita, just wanting to be exposed to other cultures um, around the world and um, also be involved in other communities in South Africa. Um, I, f- I feel that everyone's born in a specific country, in a specific town or set up or structure for, for a purpose and for a reason. Um, and South Africa has one of the highest guinea coefficients in the world, which obviously just means that the haves and the have-nots is one of the biggest gaps in our world so you've got people living on the street unemployed um you've got huge a large amount of people um living on on the breadline line and in poverty um, and then you've got uh, others that really are so privileged um like myself and natalie and we're just so grateful in terms of what we've got and it's a way for us to give back um and and obviously growing up i felt that my my parents always taught me the principle of pulling people up with you as you go up. They also come from fairly humble beginnings, living on farms with big families and finance, finances weren't um, you know, in abundance, um, but we all made the best of what we could. So it really has been an inspiration and a, and a passion of mine to just make sure that I build a network um, of uh, women in particular to support each other, given that I'm in financial services and it is quite a male dominated industry. So wanting to get a few more female voices around the table has always been a passion of mine. But also in South Africa, given that we've got um, quite a lot of gender-based violence, as Natalie mentioned, um, and we do have a lot of women um, actually raising families, uh, women-headed households, those sorts of things. So wanting to make sure that we give back and support women in our society who really will build a better community in South Africa. They are the mothers of our children. Um, and so, some of the first uh, mentorship work and involvement I've, I've been uh, focused on um, has really been, as I've mentioned to you, um, lean in circles, where we formally set that up within our work environment. Um, I've also uh, been a mentor for Girl Ignite Africa Academy, which was um, an NGO that was set up just outside dipslut which is one of our informal settlements. To support girls um, in school, just giving them some support in terms of a mentor, someone to guide them. Um, I've also was part of a mentorship program, which is an international one uh, with a US-based mentee Empower. Um, So, I just love to get involved in things like that to also broaden my own horizon and see how much impact and the difference that I can make. Um, And then, as I've mentioned, the woman in ETFs one was the most recent one. So, Um, I suppose the way I uh, I started it um, was really with sort of an informal way of getting together. A group of friends and I set up a supper club and we used to get together and it turned into an investment club where we all learned how to invest together as well. Um, And yeah, so I think it's just supporting each other in terms of our various challenges in life, wealth and finances being one of them, Um, and so uh, also career being another.
0: Well, we have lots of comments. Nobody made a question yet. Ladies and gentlemen, if you feel like you would like to ask a question to our esteemed guest today, this is your only chance. We've got another. Uh, 40 minutes, well, less than 40 minutes, so you better take that opportunity. Write and and learn and earn with Kim Vermack. Thanks for the link. I have subscribed to the channel, commented just now. Uh, Anita Jacobs, um, another comment. Natalie, you are doing a phenomenal job. Thank you for being such an awesome inspiration to women and society in general. Keep it up, you go girl. Tempela Malebe, I met Natalie for a purpose and I don't regret being part of I matter. Keep up the good work, girl. Another comment, Nkata Simbieni, coach nuts making a difference. Wow, ladies. Look at that. This is really huge buzz here. We have never had had so many comments. I'm really grateful (laughs) for all these comments because that means that you're really doing an amazing job. Um, Natalie, uh, you are personally a a coach. You have got your um, own platform. Uh, It's mainly Facebook, as I uh, can understand and I can see. And these are some inspirational stories you talk about meeting your husband, how grateful you are to meet an amazing man who is supporting you. Uh, can you tell us what is the purpose of your personal brand and being a coach to uh, to all these amazing people?
2: So, you know, um Berta uh, and guests, I just want to shout out to all the IMATA conference attendees. I see quite a few names coming up, and Kim. Kim is actually the lady that helped us to publish the book on Amazon. So thank you, Kim, for signing up. Always such a great support of iMatter and the work that we do. So, Bertha, as previously said, I became a coach and I was very passionate about coaching because I I believe that I had the ability to help people reach their own best potential. So as a coach, um, you know, I work with people that already have a dream, already have a goal. And I just help them to align their thoughts, their actions with that goal and with that dream. And it's really been a beautiful experience. I don't only coach on Facebook, so a lot of my coaching is in person. And also now due to COVID and, you know, um, people being all over the world, I do a lot of coaching online. And my coaching is just I The intention of my coaching is to help people to get to the next level in their life. So I help them get from point A to point B and the agenda always comes from the client. So I listen to them. I listen to what they're saying, what they're not saying. Very good at doing uh, body language, reading body language and just instill hope in them. You know, everybody has something great to offer and everybody has greatness within them. And this is one of the reasons when you look at the book, you will see that the women are very diverse. Um, I was very blessed to meet Nicola, um, as she mentioned, um, on my journey, but I I felt that Nicola had such a beautiful story to tell. And Nicola is probably one of the most successful ladies um, that has contributed to the book in terms of her career. But it doesn't make her better than any of the other women because each one of them has such a beautiful journey and they have so much to offer. And sometimes people just need somebody to believe in them and to tell them that they can do it and to just elicit the hope that they've got and the determination that they've got within them and to help them to get to the next step. So if you look at, for instance, I would mention, and a story is in the book, um, the first contributor, um, her name is Toko. I only met her last year. And um, if I don't know if you can see, but that is her story, yes. As I Rise Again. And, you know, she shares about her multiple suicide attempts and, um, you know, breaking up and being cheated on and feeling like she's worthless. And she and I started chatting, she started a business and, you know, I check in with her from time to time and sometimes people just need somebody to say you can do it. They just need somebody to to them that it's okay. Today wasn't all that you wanted it to be, but tomorrow we can get up and we can try again. And this is one of the reasons I do coaching, is whether it's somebody that's stuck in addiction, somebody that's come out of a bad relationship, or somebody that is struggling to overcome past trauma. Everybody has something to offer. And we need coaches and counselors and psychologists and doctors and people like Nicola that does mentoring to just help people to see that there is hope at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) So everybody
0: has something to offer. Nicola, are you considering um doing a coaching? For example, financial literacy is a big part of poverty. You know, when you want to get out of poverty, financial literacy is a key factor to get you. Did you think about setting up your coaching business? I know you've got a new career just now. So, I'm wondering, and before you start talking, please unmute yourself.
1: <laughs> I am unmuted. Um, yeah, so, so, I do see myself as a coach. Um, that is actually my full-time job. Um, I currently work at Purple Group. Uh, as you've mentioned, I'm a week into the job. Uh, I joined them one June, um and i'm part of the executive team but we don't call ourselves exco we call ourselves coaches and that's one Mm -hmm. of the big reasons why i joined the company is the way that we run our business is that we see ourselves as enablers Um, we support all of our team members we are part of the team um, and we support and coach them through the journey Um, i'm one of only two uh, women on the executive level and so, it's important for us to set an example, important for us to, as Natalie said, create opportunities for others to be as, to believe in themselves, to be given opportunities and to um, have as much exposure in terms of what their aspirations are for their life. Like Natalie said, everyone has different ideas and different aspirations. And so, neither one of us are better than the other. It's all about your journey and what you want to achieve. Um, And so for me, um, I I do see myself as a full-time coach. That's what we call ourselves. We have a weekly coaches check-in session um, and we don't see ourselves as more senior than anyone else in the organization. It's all about team effort. Um, We all jointly deliver um, on the goals. Um, And yeah, so um, I think just in in my personal capacity, um, as Barbara mentioned a bit earlier, I do have a lot of mentees um, and I suppose I do use a lot of the coaching tools in those mentorship engagements. Um, and so, yeah, I'm quite excited. I've, I've got a couple across the African continent as well, um, that I really still keep in touch with all of them as well. So it's not just a, a local South African effort. Um, but one of the things that I do see myself doing as a coach, um, so I'm very, very close to my heart is a nonprofit organization in South Africa, Uh, with the name Dignity Dreams Um, and they redistribute uh, reusable sanitary pads to keep girls in school because essentially a lot of the girls in informal settlements um, and disadvantaged backgrounds uh, miss at least a week of school every month when they have their period and they feel too embarrassed they don't have the right products to take to school. So I do a lot of work in that space to uh, raise some funding for them to support the girls to make sure that we can distribute more of those reusable um, pads into into informal settlements and into different communities. So, in my mind, that's also a way mm. of coaching and giving back. That's
0: right. Oh, that's amazing that you're talking about uh, pads and uh, how you're helping in, in Africa, because we had um, last year, we had a speaker, mm. Gunnar Stefansson, and he talked about Smiley coins and Smiley coins and education in a suitcase is actually helping these communities in Africa, and even those uh, who do not have access to internet, because as we know, it's all nice uh, when you want to use um, uh, you know all the resources, but really, if you don't have connectivity, there is very little mm-hmm. you can do. Um, that sounds exciting. I want to go back to some of the comments. Uh, Desi Rev, big ups to Natalie for a phenomenal experience each year with G-G-Y-K-I-M. Uh I'm not even trying to go with the full name. Kim Vermaak, uh, oh Zanzibar, sounds exciting. Kim, who helped you, as I remember, uh, to publish your book. Suzelle Kemp, keep on shining your bright light, ladies. A little heart from Suzelle goes to you. And Nicola Malgas says, I have attended the women's conference each year and each year I can take something from the conference home with me that I can implement in my life. Coach Nutz is an amazing and inspiring woman. There are so many inspiring inspiring women and I would like to send plaudits to you, uh, Natalie, because I think there are so many of us around us uh, that we don't even realize, realize what amazing stories they have to tell. And we see the cover of Forbes. I and mean, there is usually men talking about how huge business he made, but really we need to start talking about all these women and because uh, some, sometimes they are underappreciated. They don't earn enough money and uh, hence they never go to the front cover of Forbes or whichever business magazine it, it, there is. That's right. right. That's so, right. Le- Absolutely. That's very important to, uh, as you said, um, every woman has a story to tell, but we know, uh, well, at least I've experienced a couple of chats a couple of times in my life when I got frustrated because when I approach a lady, she would say, mm, I'm not sure I can go because I'm not good enough or I didn't do enough or I don't think it's something remarkable. Did you have this situations, Natalie?
2: Uh, All the time. So I think with the conference as well, if you read some of the stories, a lot of the women, as women, I think we compare ourselves to other women. And this is why I use Nicola as an example. Um, Nicola is one of the probably the most humble people that I have met. And, um, you know, as a woman, I experienced this at the conference as well. And it's something that I have to pray about and address every single year. Women can be quite mean to each other. And um, we have a tendency of judging each other and, you know, looking at someone from the outside and think that we know that person. Um, I was having a conversation with one of the ladies um, the other day, and I said to her, "Um, the conference is good and it's a great experience. And you know theres I mean, last year we had, I think, 46 ladies attend. This year we've got 68 ladies going to Zanzibar. They are different personalities, different cultures, different generations that attend. And of course, we're not all going to see eye to eye. And what I always tell the woman is just remember that every person that you look at is facing their own journey and is traveling their own journey. And unless you take the time to speak to that person and ask them about themselves and ask them, how are you? Who are you? And where are you on your journey? Don't make assumptions. It's so quick for us to make assumptions and think that we know people. For instance, I will use Nicola as an example. When I first saw Nicola's name and when I heard her speak on the class, I thought, "Oh my goodness, I cannot even be friends with such a person." But ironically, Nicola and I became best friends on the on the on the training course that we attended together for one year. And so we must stop looking at ourselves and think less of ourselves. We must take the opportunity to engage with other women and with men if we need to and present ourselves as we are, because we are the worst criticizers and judges of ourselves. You might think that, oh, Nicola will not want to associate with me because I'm a salesperson on this course with all the directors and the CEOs and the CFOs and people serving on huge boards. But actually, Nicola is a woman just like me that is interested in mentorship, that loves other people, that loves giving back and that wants to see other people um, expel and expand in their own lives. So have a conversation with somebody and try to get to know who they are before you make assumptions about what they think you are or who they think you are.
0: That's beautiful, Uh, Natalie, thank you very much for that word of encouragement. We've got a question from Barbara, but because before we go into this question, I would like to talk about the fear of what other people think about us. Anxiety about the approval of others can blow up into a debilitating fear. This is actually, psychologists call it uh, allodoxophobia. And I've got a fear now that my spelling will be wrong. Even if it doesn't become a mental illness, worrying about mm. the opinions of others can lower your basic competence in ordinary tasks, such as making decisions. Correct. So that's the only thing I would like to mention. Um, uh, my great, great mentor, I mean, I follow her everywhere, Cindy Gallop says, The fear of what other people think is the most uh, frustrating fear, and you just have to fuck it, as she says. I'm quoting her here because (laughs) there is no other way uh, to progress in life, and you will find amazing ways of discovering that fear is really a small piece of your journey and you can achieve much, much more when you're not afraid what other people think about us. One life, no regrets. Let's go to Barbara. A question. Uh, What are your thoughts on the recent gender-based violence incidents making headlines in South Africa and the impact it's having on women's confidence and the role they play in society? Uh, Let's start with
1: Nicola. Sure. Big question, Barbara, but uh, the journalist in her will always ask tough questions like that. Um, Yeah, look, I think um, it's uh, certainly something that when I worked at the JSE, um, it's the Johannesburg Stock Exchange in South Africa, and I've I've worked there for the last 15 years or so. So lots of different roles that I performed there. Um, We specifically did a gender-based violence campaign um, and partnered um, in terms of some of the listed companies and the stockbrokers and others in industry to make sure that there's more awareness around that. We often, uh, at the exchange, there were people that marched to the exchange and and delivered memorandums wanting to um, specifically raise their voices around that topic. Um, And my general sense was that women did feel a lot more disheartened. Um, They felt that they didn't give it enough support um, from the legal and um, the security structures in South Africa. Um, and that a lot of these incidents aren't being limited and aren't being addressed. Um, So certainly I think there's a big obligation on various organizations, um, uh, such as Business Leadership South Africa and lots of other um, structures that have been put together to make sure that we can create a safe environment and that we actually proactively do more to protect women. So I certainly do think um, women feel exposed um, I think the most recent uh, court case that actually happened, and I'm not going to go into the details of that that specific incident, um but the individual um, being felt, uh, found guilty um and um him being uh, brought to, to action um uh, where uh, the the his girlfriend, which was pregnant uh, with his child, um he had paid for someone else to kill her. um so so that um, is is really good that that was addressed. and I think that really does raise more. Um, conviction and and women do feel that that things will be uh, taken seriously and and uh, things will be done about it, um, but yeah. So I think it is it it certainly is a, a topic that still needs to be discussed quite extensively, and we need to make sure that we can create a safe environment. Uh, but I think just yeah, as we've mentioned, the structures and the networks and uh, that we set up the structures that Natalie has, uh, the conference that she hosts, uh, hosts the mentorship programs and and the various. Um, organizations that I'm involved with, or create safe spaces for women to be able to, um, as, as you've said a little bit earlier, um, feel comfortable and feel um, that your story is relevant and that irrespective of where you rank in your career or in society, you are as important and equal to others and you have the same rights. And creating that safe space is the first step towards um, empowering women. Thank
0: you very much Nicola, we have quite a lot of uh, comments again and thank you Barbara for this uh, insightful question. Jolyn Bale says, us as a woman go through so much, we sometimes be embarrassed to talk about our situation but i realized that talking is the best medicine for the soul and as we know uh we have an amazing platform here to talk about that i know it is quite public Uh, we have a a LinkedIn user, and I think it is Roshin Gayar, um, she says, this is such an important point, we must start focusing on contribution and not so much on perfection as women and as professionals. Absolutely, vulnerable woman, woman. love this great initiative, yeah. so much connections and in-person as well as self-discovery. I'm just going quickly through all these comments. <laughs> Let's go into Patrick Yang, that's amazing uh, husband of mine who made that connection with you Nikola, given the Johannesburg so- Stock Exchange, has had two female CEOs and a woman chairman. Did that help project across finance or has it been a more isolated case of emancipated promotion so far?
1: Nicola, that's question addressed to you, I can tell. Sure, thanks. Um, Also, Patrick, um, uh, thanks for the recognition. I think it's so important that we highlight those achievements. I think it's one of the only um, listed companies that had both a CEO and a chairman, which were female. Um, So, unfortunately, I think that is the answer itself is we haven't seen that much. I mean, the finance sector is still quite male dominated. Um, We do see a lot more women at boards um, based on the success of programs such as the one that Natalie and I attended. The Board Masterclass Series, the wonderful work the 30% Club is doing in South Africa with Business Engage, but also globally. Um, So we do see a lot more women um, on boards. Uh, One of my very good friends, Fikile Mbokota, was just appointed as the CEO of Satrix um, into a very senior position. Um, And so we certainly must just celebrate all of those. I do see a lot more women or female directors being appointed, specifically in the non-exec director space. Um, And we certainly have a a lot of uh, more female CFOs coming to the fore. So I think it's about opportunities um, that are being granted. And I certainly think, given um, our previous, uh, the previous CEO of the JSC, Nikki Newton King's heavily involvement um, in the education sector, you spoke a little bit bit about financial empowerment a bit earlier, um, as well as her role in business leadership, South Africa really opened a lot of those types of conversations, which she started over 15 years ago, um, which now the current JCC CEO, Leila Faurie, is just taking forward. Um, my appointment as well at, at Purple Group um, at an executive level also just helps with diversity and having more female leaders across uh, in the boardroom table. So I certainly do think, and Purple Group is a listed company, um, we, the, the example has been set um, and certainly in the JSE listing requirements, you are encouraged to publicly disclose your diversity statistics, which really talks about the percentages of male, female, um, and also various other genders that you've got around the table. So it's not mandated, but certainly Mm -hmm. it's encouraged that you have more diversity. Um, And we've seen lots of studies prove the the advantage of having more diverse thinking around the table and how businesses become more successful.
0: Kudos Mm -hmm. to uh, Johannesburg uh, Stock Exchange and to you ladies, because you're doing this amazing work. And um, we have a comment for from Valorous Women. Gender based violence is still a big issue as women are afraid to be exposed because of shame. And at a time, this can make it really difficult to commit to the end. And of we've got also amazing epiphany. Uh, it's a long, long story. I won't read this. Uh, it's all about you, Natalie. And the uh, final comment Sibu uh, Sif, See how? Uh, Hole, see Hole, right? South African women do a lot of work on, on themselves. We need more. So, Nicole, what's the topic of this week's conference? If you can, if this month, this year's conference,
2: uh, I think Natalie is the one to ask. N- Natalie, absolutely, yes. The theme this year is favor of God. Um, and our, we we have a scripture every year, and this year our scripture is 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, which says, um, I'm going to paraphrase, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has in store for those who love him. So um, I do write about my journey um, of the conference in my contribution to the book, which is on page 101 and I share how difficult it has been for me as well to facilitate these conferences and this year it's really going to be about celebrating our successes as women so what I do is every two months I send out a little task to the ladies and I do a little write-up and you know share a quote or two and then give them some activities as in a coaching session to reflect on their own lives and to see what there is um, that they need or they would like to change. And so at the conference, when we do our sessions, which we have quite a bit of this year, we're going to be there for eight days. So we will be in Zanzibar for eight days and we have reflections, daily reflections. We have our conference sessions and then we have our breakaway sessions in the evening where we do beautiful dress ups and we have a theme for each evening. So my theme I've given um, one of the uh, each of these five ladies, six ladies, each of them have a theme for um, a day. And my theme, um, which is for the last night I've selected, is um, you only live once. So, as women, I mean, in 2018, when I said we're going to go to Zanzibar, I never anticipated that we would have lockdown, that there won't be a direct flight from South Africa going to Zanzibar, and that we would have so many challenges in terms of what the pandemic has done and brought to us. But by the grace of God, we will be hosting the conference. And so this year's theme is really just to celebrate the success of the conference and the success of every single person that has supported the conference, that has supported me on my journey, that has prayed with me, that has stood by me, that has encouraged me. Because I also get down days, you know. There are also days when I need a coach and when I need a word of encouragement. And today specifically was one of those days where I was just in a very low place and I found um, one of our managers and I spoke to her and you know it's that is really what it's all about It's celebrating our accomplishments and our accomplishments is every single day it's not a big thing once a year and I encourage the woman to celebrate every single accomplishment that you've made if you suffer from depression and you don't feel like getting out of bed and to this morning, you got out of bed and you got dressed, celebrate that because it's worth celebrating.
0: Natalie, you say, actually, I noticed you always, we quite often say by the gift of God, but I think there is quite a gift of Natalie there involved. Um, so we have another lovely comment in love and in pain, our great supporter. Hi, ladies. Thank you for inspiring us and little heart. And Barbara, uh, with her journalist approach, is asking another tricky question. Women perform various roles. Doctors, partners, mothers, friends, CEOs, directors and other types of roles. What advice do you have regarding balancing all these different roles? Let's start with Nicola. you muted.
1: Yes, here I am. Um, (laughs) That is a a really tough one as well. Um, I have to admit one of, uh, let me quickly answer that question by taking a slightly different angle. One of the biggest reasons why I was very excited to join Purple Group. Um, So, they've got a whole group of companies. The one that's the the best known is Easy Equities. Um, They've also got Easy Properties and Easy Crypto and you can hear from the terminology it's all about making it easy. But one of the things that's part of their or their current or our it's now our I'm one week in, I'm trying to like fix my terminology. (laughs) Um, So, our group CEO Charles Savage um, who actually was a mentor of mine through the Women in ETF's mentorship program which is where we actually got to know each other really well. Um, and he is such an empowering individual. And as Natalie said, it's, and, and you yourself, Peter, it really is a combination of men and women to be able to have more diversity around the table to support um, uh, specifically having more I- female executives. But one of the things that, that Charles has done and the real, the manifesto of the easy group, you know, easy equities business, um, easy properties, all of the rest of the companies is, is really about making sure um that you or acknowledging that your life is what it is it it, it's not that you have work and then you have your life all of it is your life so it's part of your life and um he as the ceo very openly and confidently says to all of us you must use at least 20 percent of your day to do something you're really passionate about and that's close to your heart Um, And the people that I've met in the last week that work for Purple Group and the Easy Equities family um, exactly do that. I mean, so many of them have lots of other nonprofit uh, causes or other social um, engagements that they get involved with um, because they're so passionate about making a difference, having an impact from a societal perspective in South Africa. So I think... The reality is that you'll, you'll achieve that balance by realizing that your life is um, all connected. You don't separate the different parts of it. And um, having a CEO with a, an approach like Charles's really empowers you to be a mother. to to still have your kids running in the background of this video. They happen to not be with me. We're co-parenting, so they're with their dad at the moment. Um, But they run in my videos and they're part of the conversation or I have to run out and go watch one of their games or go pick them up at school. And it's part of my life. It's part of my life working for, for the company and engaging on very complex matters, but it's part of my life to also be a mother, to cook, etc. So, it's important that we see it all as one thing and that we don't separate mm-hmm. it into different buckets and that we have leaders that support us in our understanding that um, we have all of these different
2: hats to wear. Uh, Natalie, anything to add? I don't think there's anything to add. Um, I don't think everybody's that fortunate, though. Um, you know, not all companies are um, as understanding as Nicholas' company is. But to the women that don't have that, or the men, um, I just want to say: make time, schedule your time, and make sure that you make time for yourself as well. Because a lot of times we give so much of ourselves to everyone else and to our children and to our marriages and our other relationships and we forget that I also matter.
0: Absolutely, just like the theme of your conference and also, final point from me, uh, remember it doesn't have to be perfect, let your husband do it, let your husband make that dinner or supper and praise him because he deserves to be praised as well and your children mm-hmm. can chip in as well in all these tasks. So. We are Mm -hmm. embracing and hopefully companies will be embracing more family friendly measures and we are happy to have so many comments. I'm sorry, I will not be able to mention all of them because I've got more exciting questions to ask you ladies. None of us are able to achieve success without some help along the way. Is there a particular person you, Natalie, are grateful towards?
2: Uh, Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think in my career, it has really been um, the managers that I have had. And then also my family. Um, It's not easy to have a full time job and to have a full time organization that you run. And without the support of my husband and my children, it wouldn't have been possible for me to do and achieve what I do. I pull everybody in Uh, my sister, Nicole my son uh, and his wife, Cassidy and Amber, uh, Ronnie, Gabriella, Caleb, even my niece, you know, so when I have to do something, um, especially outside of work, I pull everybody in. And then in my corporate career, um, I definitely have to thank all the managers that I have reported to. I've always been able to have an open relationship with them and speak to them about what I love, what I would like to achieve. And They've been very supportive.
0: Well, that sounded like Oscar's uh, comment. And now, Nicola, let's
1: ask you is there
0: any particular pr- person you're grateful towards?
1: Sure, sure. There's so many, but while we're talking about coaching, uh, my mother is an industrial psychologist or psychometrist, whatever you want to call it, but um, she studied psychology and um, she's been my coach and mentor throughout my life so she certainly is someone that's really helped and inspired me and supported me. She's been one of the first female um, senior level uh, um, HR individuals as well that worked for public sector Um, so yeah she's really opened the door for others and for all of us to join. Um, Her mother, my grandmother, um, who she sent me off to go and visit on um, holidays because my mom had to work um, and our school holidays were so long, so my grandmother on the farm with arthritis, she's she's obviously, well unfortunately, passed on quite a while ago, um, but she was one of my very first inspirations as well, so I'll talk about her as well, and my mother's sister, um, Anneli, who lives in China, um, is also another inspiration, she didn't have any children, but I'm her child, um, and she's got lots of other children all over the world that she takes under her wing, um, and then, sure, like Natalie said, I mean, I've been grateful to have lots of um, amazing leaders that I've reported to, both men and female um, leaders. And so, yeah, I think everyone that that I've worked with uh, in my career, not just those that I reported to, but my peers around the table uh, that have all supported me. So, yeah, so many names to mention and too little time. But last but not <laughs> least, my partner, Leon Swartz, uh, and our three little boys, Liam, Nicholas, and Leon. Um, Really, without them, life would not be pleasant. And I get <laughs> to be to all these, Absolutely, all
0: especially during COVID. So, now let's go into the question of life lesson quote. Nicola, what is your life lesson quote and how did it
1: change you or it is leading you? So, make the most of the cards you dealt. That's the big thing for me. Um, life would put you in different situations, but the key thing is just to make sure that you make the most of where you are in the situation you placed in. Any particular story you would like to bring? So, um, as, as Natalie mentioned, uh, many of us in the book have gone through th- some really tough times. Um, I went through um, quite a, a, a uncomfortable and, and not pleasant experience with, with um, the separation and the divorce. Um, and the situation at my home was was not healthy. Um, and so it, it does affect your mental health and getting yourself through that and just making the most of the situation you're in um, is really important. So um, I actually, uh, through that journey, went to go and see a self-esteem coach. So Natalie, you thought, I've got so much self-confidence, I actually had a coach to help me through that. <laughs> Um, and, um, and the biggest thing that, that just helped me through that is you've got to live in the moment. Um, as Natalie said, it's not about yesterday, today or whatever. It's about yesterday or tomorrow. It's about today. It's about now, being grateful for what you've got now. So, for me is, yeah, play the cards you dealt.
0: Right. What about you, Natalie? What is
2: your mantra? Um, I think mine would be, uh, if anyone can do it, everyone can do it. So I believe that if it's possible for one person, it's possible for everyone. So just do the best that you can with what you've got.
0: So is there any particular reason that you chose this quotation?
2: You you know, the the communities that we come from, um, Peter, we we often hear things like, well, you know, uh, this is how it's supposed to be. So, you know, uh, girls fall pregnant at a young age, or, you know, colored people are not very successful. So I say, don't live by those stigmas. If anyone can do it, if Nelson Mandela can become President, if you believe you can become the President, go for it, work towards it. Um, If you don't become the President, you are going to learn some valuable lessons along the way, and you might just fall into your purpose and your destiny. So yeah.
0: So that calls for another quotation from Michelle Obama. There is no limit to what we as women can accomplish, right? So let's go to uh, the imagine the pandemic is over and you can invite any person in the world to have private breakfast anywhere in the world. Who would you invite and where would you go to? Let's start with Natalie. <laughs>
2: I would definitely invite Michelle Obama and um, I would go to somewhere where there's a lot of snow. Um, I don't know, probably somewhere in Europe or somewhere in Canada where we snowed in and there's a little cottage with a fireplace going and um, yeah, and I would just, I I was very inspired by a book. Um, I'm sure everybody was. Um, becoming. And I would just want to take some, you know, learn from her. And her story is so rich with lessons about humble beginnings. And when you hear um, her, or when you read her story and see that she's just a normal girl with a normal dream and they had family problems, just like everybody else. But they believed she and her husband believed in their dreams and they they fought for it, you know, they didn't let anybody stand in their way. So, yeah, hopefully we'll be snowed in somewhere and I can have a lot of a time.
0: <laughs> uh, what about you, Nicola? What,
1: uh, who would you invite? So, sure. Unfortunately, my, the lady I would invite is, uh, has already passed on, but I would want to just mention her because Maya Angelou is someone that in my mind has just been phenomenal. Um, and I did quote her as well in my, uh, in the chapter that I contributed to the book. So, I hope I can do some time traveling as well and I would like to uh, meet with Maya Angelou um, and I would like to meet with her, um, sure, I don't know, anywhere, it doesn't really matter, in a park, um, it, just anywhere in a, in a sort of natural setting outside uh, on, a, on a hot summer's day, Having a picnic and just understanding what she went through and um, mm-hmm. just hearing all her phenomenal stories about how she opened doors for other women. That's so, yeah.
0: amazing, Nicola, because Maya Angolo is always mentioned on this live stream because she says if you don't like something something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. So, right. ladies, it's been a pleasure to have you today, host you in our show. We need more women at all levels, including the top, to change the dynamic, reshape the conversation, to make sure women's voices are heard and heeded, not overlooked and ignored, as Shara Sandberg, the um, leaning Movement um plus said, We have our next week guest, uh, how to make your profile stand out on LinkedIn is uh, going to be Andy Gwynn, exactly the same time 6 p.m. CET. Uh, we are going to learn from him. I encourage you all to come and listen because this will raise your profile and this will make your light shine. Right. We have completed this amazing episode and that's it from this episode 66, thanks to our guest and by the gift of God, as Natalie says, Nicola Cominos and Natalie Abrams were our guests. To stay updated updated and ensure you never miss a positivity hack delivered, follow women on it and turn on notifications to be alerted. And I would like to thank all these lovely ladies and gentlemen. Kim Virmack, Nicola Allen, Karin Huttall, Lucille Smith, Sibu Nicola, Jolene Bale, Barbara, Anita, Tambela, Nikatano, uh, Desiree, Suzel, Nicola, uh, Voloros, Patrick, uh, Marshall, In Love and in Pain, Kennedy, Melis J. I think, uh, I hope I didn't make too much of a mess with your names. Ladies, it's been amazing. I wish you all the success. Nicola, hopefully you will have the courage to join me in face-to-face conversation because this is, you have to uh, know my lovely viewers. When I tried to invite her, she said, I'm not probably best to speak alone but I know an amazing person, I could come and talk about the book. So thanks to that, we have Natalie and Nicola together, uh, together, and hopefully we'll meet again separately, because there are so many amazing stories you ladies crew could uh, share with us. As always, Thank our positivity you. quote comes from positive thinking only and goes, look for something positive in each day. And even if some days you have to look a little harder. Today is your day to hug the future, hug the positivity you want. Thank you.